welcome to Do the Dang Thing Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the pain of labor. Aren't you, Lala? <laughs> Do the Dang Thing Podcast is not meant for medical advice. If you have a medical issue, please contact your care provider. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on another beautiful Wednesday. I'm here with Natasha. I'm your doula, Ashley. Hello, hello. Today we're going to be talking about the pain of labor. So Hot topic. Fun. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> so, so fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pain of labor is not fun, mm-hmm. but I will say, you know, we have all of these ideas of what happens during labor from movies and TV and all of that stuff, and it always has somebody screaming and cussing everybody out and doing all that stuff. But that's not really what most people experience. Well, that's good to hear. And also, I think, like, I've been hearing just with people that um, I know that are having babies, all these different ways to help mitigate stress or remove or mitigate pain or remove pain or I don't know. So it's going to be interesting to kind of talk through all these different things, what's real, what works, what doesn't. Um, and just kind of get a better sense for me and my future and our listeners now, if anyone out there is pregnant, to figure out what is not so scary. Yeah. Most of the time, for most of your labor, if you know how to handle the contractions and the discomfort, it will be definitely manageable. And for most people, there is only a short while where it is very, very intense. And then your baby's born. So that really, really, really intense part doesn't last all that long normally. Of course, there's always exceptions to the rule. But usually it's manageable up until it gets really, really intense. But then it's already like, well, your baby's almost here. So you can do it. How does pain differ from like different situations? So like I know that you've mentioned before when you start getting scared, like your body could potentially like stop having contractions to give yourself rest from like caveman days of like trying to get into a safer place, like stuff like that, like kind of what's the mindset that helps with pain? And then what are those other external factors that help or don't help with pain? Cool. So when you're in pain of labor, when you're having contractions, your uterus is a muscle and it's contracting the muscle. That's why they're called contractions. So if you think about if you're at the gym working out and you're doing a bunch of reps and you're, you know, you're feeling that pain in your muscles, you're feeling that soreness, that's kind of what happens in your uterus during contractions. Do they feel similar, like that similar burn? Yeah, it can. It feels different for different people because, you know, our bodies are all different. So it's hard to say how exactly it will feel, but you will sometimes feel like a burning sensation. You'll feel like a radiating intensity um, throughout your abdomen or sometimes in your legs and your back. Like you'll feel these um, these intense like radiating pains. Uh, but when we are at the gym, what helps us there is we stay hydrated. We clear out that lactic acid. We take deep breaths while we're lifting weights. We don't hold our breath. We don't tense up our bodies. Those types of things help ease the pain of labor. And there are tons of things I go over about like comfort measures in uh, my birthing method, Bump Up Birth, that help to relieve some of the discomfort. Not Not to take it away because only medications can do that. And sometimes not even all the way with medications either, but just to make it manageable. Because sometimes that's all you need. You just need to take that edge off so you can handle it. Yeah. Is there any situation where being in too much pain can cause issues for your birth? Like if you're somebody who's like, I don't want a medicated birth, like I want to do this, but it's so, so painful. Is there any like anything that could arise from that? Yeah, so um, when we're tense, our bodies have a hard time dilating. The the cervix has a hard time opening up to allow baby to come out. So if you're in pain and you're tense and you're scared and anxious and 
you know, all of these feelings are going on, it's going to, your body's going to have a hard time opening up enough to let baby out. So sometimes getting pain relief in those situations can really help move your labor along and, and get you out vaginally because otherwise you'd have to have a C-section if you're not dilating and you're just like done. Like you've been in labor for a really, really long time. You like can't handle it anymore. You're just tired. Your body's wore out. Your uteruses wore out. Then that leads to a C-section. So it's really important to just stay relaxed as possible. Um, you can also have spikes in blood pressure if you're kind of feeling too scared and anxious. But the more you can relax, which I know might sound like, are you kidding me? I'm going to be having a baby. How can I relax? But practicing those skills ahead of time, uh, talking about things in the moment, like this is bothering me. Like a, sometimes when you feel like a, a pain in a different spot or something like that, or you get a really bad back labor, you kind of go into panic mode. Like, why is this hurting? It's hurting. It's hurting. Like, why? So you kind of panic a little bit. Talking about those things with whoever's there helping you out can help to kind of relax, help you get in a better position, get you more comfortable, whatever it takes to make you feel calm. Also, in my birthing method, I created a birth guide uh, of just helpful tips to keep you calm and relaxed throughout your labor. It's like relaxing music and <laughs> it's all very calm. So anything to just keep calm will help it hurt less. Okay. I think, I mean, part of the fear when I think about birth as someone who hasn't given birth is kind of like that unknowing, like you don't know how it feels. Like there's so much newness that happens and what we do see in media is like this scary, like screaming, like so mm -hmm. drama. That makes but, me so mad. <laughs> But is there anything, like, can you relate, can you say, like, the way your cramps feel on, like, a bad cramp day times X, or, like, is there any way you can, like, try to imagine what that feeling is? Because, like, I mean, yeah. saying radiate isn't really, like, Right, I know, like, these, these words are, like, <laughs> what does that mean? Totally get that. So, for me, obviously, I can only answer for me personally, because I've never been in somebody else's body <laughs> to feel them. But for me, it was, like super super bad diarrhea cramping or like a super super bad period cramp and diarrhea cramp mixed into <laughs> one what a day yeah I mean honestly it's not gonna feel good so go in, into that prepared to be ready to be in pain but pain is just pain and I know that's easier said than done but pain you're not going to die from pain. Mm -hmm. There are other complications that can happen, of course, but from pain itself, you're not going to die. So interesting. accepting that this pain is happening to you, letting it go through your body, not fighting it, and just remembering that this pain is going to bring out my baby, and then I'm going to meet my baby soon. And just keeping reminding yourself of those things, taking deep breaths, and it doesn't feel good. I mean, I will say that some people have orgasms during labor because it's pleasurable for them because it's the same hormones that make contractions happen, that make orgasms happen. So some people think it feels great, but we never hear about that very often. Yeah, <laughs> because for I'm not most, holding my breath yeah, for that Yeah, don't one. hold your breath. For most people, it doesn't feel great, but there are lots of things you can do to make it manageable. And it's 100% possible to have to give birth without any medication, if that's what you want. Mm -hmm. If you don't want that, totally fine. There's lots of options for you with when it comes to, to pain meds as well. So there's, like we always talk about, there's so many options for you during your labor and your birth and finding the one that works best for you. For me personally, I was scared of an epidural and I didn't want one. I don't like needles. I didn't, the thought of a needle going into my spine freaked me out. So I chose to give birth without pain meds. And it worked fine. Did it feel great? No. But did I feel like a total, <laughs> but did I feel like a total badass after? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And should you feel like a badass after giving birth with, a, with pain meds? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because giving birth is incredible. 
Should you feel like a badass after having a C-section? Yeah. Like, they're all, like, just such a powerful moment in your life. Mm -hmm. You just, like, a baby came out of you. That's so cool. That's cool. Okay, cool. And then, can you talk a little bit about, like, okay, so contractions. Do they increase in intensity? And then, when you actually start birthing, what does that feel like? Cool. So contractions will typically start out pretty mild. You might feel like a tightening or, you know, like a little, like kind of a diarrhea kind of feeling. Like, oh, what's going on? Or maybe like a period cramp. Like it'll feel really mild at first. Okay. Is all this diarrhea feeling why? (laughs) (laughs) Why we are having, like why you hear those stories of people having babies in the toilet like yes. they think they have di- a bad diarrhea yeah you're like I have the hugest poop on earth <laughs> I have to go now yeah that's exactly what wow the wonders of birth well because your uterus is right next to yeah. your poop organ <laughs> <laughs> science you heard it here first poop, poop organs, organs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, so man. it feels you know it can feel like that, especially in the beginning. So you'll be like, oh, okay, I'm in labor. This is cool. This is this feels a little uncomfortable, but it's totally fine. And then as labor progresses, they will get more frequent and longer and more intense. Okay, I do have a question that's slightly off topic, but I think important to ask. So if this feeling happens a little bit earlier, I know like you're, you should wait and make sure that they actually are contractions and not just something else, or maybe you just have diarrhea. How would a mom know? Like what's like kind of the process and length you're supposed to wait? Good question. If you have something like Braxton Hicks, which are just kind of like practice contractions, they don't change your cervix in any way. It's just your uterus kind of like getting ready Sometimes if you're dehydrated or hungry or you're overexhausted, you'll have more Braxton Hicks. So drinking something, seeing if they go away. If they go away, it's not labor. Labor will not stop no matter what you do, no matter what position you're in, no matter if you're eating, drinking, anything. Other types of you know pains or, or things like that will go away. Sometimes diarrhea is a symptom of labor beginning. So it just depends on what happens after the diarrhea. Like if you have diarrhea and you feel great and nothing else is cramping or anything like that, then it was just diarrhea. Okay. That's kind of cute that Braxton Hicks is like, you're just practicing. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you think it's adorable. And that it happens in people that are tired because those are the people who are like studying for the test and like their body's practicing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, if it's like a hot day and you're outside and you didn't drink enough water, sometimes you'll get a lot of Braxton Hicks and you'll be like, am I in labor? But then you drink something and then they go away. So then you're not in labor because labor will not stop. Okay. And what's that timeline that you should wait before you start worrying about early labor? What do you mean? Like if you're starting to feel like, are these contractions or oh, is it gotcha. Braxton Hicks? Like okay, 20 so minutes? Yeah, like within an hour. Okay. I mean, when we think of labor, usually there's always exceptions, but usually labor is not a quick thing at all. It can take days sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, you have one contraction and you're like, I got to go to the hospital. You know, you have to wait and make sure that you're actually in labor and that things are progressing and everything's going well. If it's preterm labor, which is before 37 weeks gestation, then... Um, you know, there are a lot of signs, like if you have, sometimes it doesn't even feel like a contraction necessarily of what you would think it was, what it's supposed to feel like. So like if you have, like I said, diarrhea cramping, and then it kind of goes away, and it comes back, and it goes away, and you go to the toilet, nothing comes out, and then, you know, it keeps coming and going, those types of things, any pain that keeps coming and going, that might be contractions. If you're drinking something, if you drink some water and resting, taking a bath, something to relax your body, and they go away, 
then it's probably fine. You can still talk to your care provider if you are concerned. Definitely always talk to them if you're ever concerned, just in case. But um, if it goes away, you're probably fine. If it continues, just go straight to the hospital because they can stop your labor if they catch it in time, if you're in, if you go into labor early. So if you are concerned, it's not stopping, it's not going away, or if it increases in um, duration or time or, or intensity, go to the hospital just right away. Okay. And that's ER? That's wherever you're going to deliver your baby that has a NICU preferably. Okay. If you're going early. And would that be a situation where you just roll up to where you would if you were yep. in labor regular? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just go to where you're, you're supposed to go to give birth and they'll take care of you. Okay. So I went off on a tangent. That's okay. Thanks we're for learning. answering my questions. We're learning. Pain. It hurts, but it won't kill you. So, okay. We were talking about the um, feeling of contractions and then the feeling of birthing. So we didn't talk about the pain of birthing. You want to talk about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. When you go to push out your baby, when it's time, when your body tells you it's time, um, you'll feel urges to push sometimes. If you have an epidural, sometimes you don't really get those same urges. You can't really feel them as well. But when you go to push out your baby, you may feel like a burning sensation up in your cervix. Um, sometimes that's common once baby starts passing through the cervix or when the cervix opens up all the way, it kind of gives a burning sensation right there. That's normal. That's okay. And pushing, like before I had my kids, I was really scared to actually push the baby out. I wasn't afraid of the contractions because I knew that I would have a contraction and then I'd have a little bit of a break. And so I thought, okay, I think I can handle those, but I was terrified of pushing the baby out that actually felt way better to me to push and that actually feels a lot better for a lot of people to actually start pushing because you can actually do something about the pain at that point instead of just kind of laying back and letting it happen it feels like I'm doing something you know Mm -hmm. like you feel just better emotionally there's certain things in your body that make it feel I don't want to say pleasurable but it it just feels like a relief I'll say that So don't be afraid of pushing. Um, Sometimes that feels better to a lot of people until you get to crowning. So when you start pushing, your baby is up higher. They're not like right at the opening when you start pushing normally. That can happen sometimes, but, but usually they're up higher in your pelvis. And so you have to push the baby down. And sometimes that takes a while. So don't get frustrated if you're like, I've been pushing and pushing. Like, where is this kid? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it takes a while to get down there. But once they reach your vaginal opening, then you'll feel a burning again. And that's your your body stretching open to allow baby to come through. <laughs> I know it sounds scary, but it's okay. <laughs> you know what I it's mean? It's all like, right. It's, it's going to be mm-hmm. okay. Like, does it feel good to most people? No. But then your baby's out and Mm -hmm. you get to meet your baby. So it's like you have to take the bad with the good, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of how you have to look at birth. Like, yeah, this is going to be a rough day for me. And it's going to be potentially a rough recovery. But then I'm going to be healed and everything's going to be okay. Yeah, and your baby is so cute. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ma. Yeah, so going slowly and, you know, it's hard, I know, when you're in pain to kind of let it happen to you. That kind of goes against everything in our nature. We want to fight it. We want to protect ourselves from feeling that pain. So it's about mentally preparing yourself for accepting those feelings and letting them happen to you. That's the hardest part. Mm-hmm. And that's really all it is. It's not about whether or not you can physically handle the pain. It's about can you mentally handle the pain? Yeah. Letting that happen to you in, you know, when you're feeling that burning when baby's coming out, it's best to go slowly. That helps to prevent tearing or the need for an episiotomy. And so going slowly when you're feeling that is very difficult. So just preparing yourself mentally, like, okay, I'm going to feel this. 
I'm going to feel it for a little while and just walking yourself through that whole process so that way you're not surprised by it, you know what to expect, and you can prepare yourself for that. Mm -hmm. And I think even just saying, like, how you said, like, no, you won't die from pain. You're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm sitting on a padded chair right now, so it's easier to think about how helpful that would be now. But I could imagine just, like, knowing, like, that, like, yeah. kind of, I mean, you you'll got find, this girl. You find a mantra, you find something that you repeat to yourself over and over again that helps you get through it. Um, you know, affirmations, all these different things. If some, you want somebody to say something to you over and over again, say something to yourself. You want everybody to be quiet. If you want people to be loud, you know, thinking about how these things might help you feel like you can do it and feel powerful. And those things might change when you're in there. You know, you might not know exactly. And just having all of these different options available to you like I teach in the bump up birth method to make sure that you have all of these things that you can pull from in case something doesn't work, you try something else. If that doesn't work, you try something else. And then later on, if that's not working anymore, you try something you tried already, you know, like being mm -hmm. flexible during your labor to help you to create a place where you feel powerful, strong, calm, and comforted. I mean, I think you mentioned kind of what you teach with bump up birth, but there are a lot of other strategies and things that do help and don't help can you talk about some of the, like some of the tools that are out there that people have for dealing with pain and birth yeah so in bump of birth I talk about a lot of different modalities and kind of mesh them into one that I've seen to work for a variety of different types of births um, but there are different uh, methods that focus on only one type or you know something like that mm -hmm. I will say that if any method says pain-free birth run away <laughs> you are setting yourself up for a failure if you go into your birth expecting not to feel any pain that doesn't mean everyone's going to feel pain but the majority of people feel pain and to say that you have some magic thing magic way of breathing or whatever like that that's going to make you not feel anything in your birth that's just a flat out lie mm -hmm. sorry I get like upset <laughs> about it because it's not fair to say that to somebody and for them to go into it and be like I'm not going to feel anything it's going to be a wonderful day for me mm -hmm. and then they get there and they're like oh I was wrong I don't prepared. know how to do this yeah that's scary Mm -hmm. And then we bring up the whole thing about fear and all that stuff and how it affects labor. And it's just like not good. So I recommend not taking any of those. But there's like hypnobirthing if you're into that sort of thing. Um, they have you, you know, practice meditations and um, sort of like repetitive things over and over again. You listen to tapes and like guided meditations during your labor. Everything's quiet. There's no you know, you're kind of in your own little zone and, and that works well for a lot of people. Um, for that, like, I mean, if you're like, when you're meditating just day to day and like someone comes in the room, like you're really brought out of it and then mm -hmm. you have to come back in again for hypnobirthing is the idea that it is only working when you're like nurse isn't doing stuff or are you learning to kind of get around it? Do you know? I will say hypnobirthing at a hospital is a lot more difficult than at a birthing center or at a home birth. Not impossible, but you really have to have a team around you that's willing to allow you to birth that way. Mm -hmm. Because you really want a space where you have very few interruptions. You know, people are not coming in, turning lights on, messing with your monitors. Like, you don't mm -hmm. want any of that when you're trying to go hypnobirthing. You want it to be a very private, dark, quiet experience, and that's really hard in the hospital. Okay. But some hospitals are great about it, so it just depends. Ask questions again, just like, you know, hey, I want to do this type of birth. Is that something that, you know, you're familiar with? Do you follow those rules? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can put a sign on your door that says, like, I'm a hypnobirther, don't come in here unless it, you have to kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. So there are different things you can do in a hospital, but it is harder. Okay. Okay, so we got hypnobirth. What else? 
there are different um, breathing techniques. Like, you know, you've heard like the Lamaze was like, <laughs> they've taken that breathing away from the Lamaze method and they no longer do that because um, it's not good for you or the baby. <laughs> <laughs> is it essentially hyperventilating? It seems like such a shallow breath. Yeah, it kind of is. And like, you're not getting enough oxygen and baby's not getting enough oxygen. I don't know the history of why they created that method or like why they were like, this is going to work for you. Mm-hmm. But studies show that it, it's not good. So Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So don't do that one. But they have another breathing method now that's updated or? Honestly, I don't know what their method is now because I've never taken a Lamaze class. Okay. Uh, but I just, you know, that's like a really common thing you see a lot on TV and stuff like that is Mm -hmm. that breathing that's not what you really want to do you want to take nice deep slow breaths low vocalizations you don't want to keep anything high pitched because when you're high pitched you tense up your body but when you're when you're low like that you kind of release your pelvis and everything like that I mean there's no magic thing that's going to take away the pain Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of things that you can do to ease the pain to where you can handle it. Okay. And then let's talk about medical interventions. What do we got on the pain front? Well, the ma- the most popular one is, of course, the epidural. Mm-hmm. A lot of people get epidurals. I think it's, what, like 70% of, of births or something like that have an epidural in America. And they work about 90% of the time, so they are pretty pretty good at taking away most of your pain you will still feel contractions before your epidural if you're not induced sometimes if you're induced they can give you an epidural right away so you don't have to feel them but if you are not induced and you go into labor naturally then you will feel some pain with your contractions so you still have to be ready for that even if you plan on getting an epidural right away it takes a while when you get to your when you get to the hospital, it takes a while for them to process everything, get you through triage, get you into your birthing room, and you're having contractions that whole time. That can be hours. Mm-hmm. So you're going to really want to prepare for feeling pain, whether you want pain meds or not. So the epidural works, like I said, 90% of the time. If it doesn't work, sometimes it only works for one side or you know, you'll still feel pain in this one spot or you know, whatever the case may be, um, they'll have to either, you know, move positions to help the medicine get in the right spots, or they may have to redo the epidural. But 90% of the time, they work great. Okay. And then you hear those stories of like, oh, I wanted an epidural, but like I missed my window or something like that. What is that about? That's if your baby is coming very fast and they just, your baby's coming, they don't have time to to give you the epidural. That happens sometimes. But for the most part, there's not like a window where you can't have an epidural. Because even if you go to push and you're pushing and pushing and pushing and nothing's happening, they can give you an epidural while you're pushing. But if baby's like crowning and you're like, I want an epidural, they're like, sorry, no. (laughs) Just wait a minute. Yeah, your baby's about to be out. Mm -hmm. So with an epidural, do you still have that urge to push? Or do you not feel that? Sometimes, but most of the time you don't. You can have them turn it down before you push so you can feel those urges because it really, really helps to get baby out easier when you can feel when your body's working with you. Because we want your body to work with you while you push. That's when you get the most bang for your buck. So you can have them turn it down or just watch the screen on your monitor because you'll have to be hooked up to a monitor with an epidural. Watch the monitor to see when you're having contractions or not. How weird. So it works that much. Like you will not feel Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you can still feel them or you'll feel like pressure mm-hmm. or it'll have like a weird sensation when you have a contraction. But sometimes you feel nothing. So it just depends. How insane. Yeah, because it's just how your body reacts to the medication where they put placed it. It's kind of like an art. There's not an exact placement for an epidural. So if your anesthesiologist is really good, they can get it to just the right spot. You know, they feel like where it go, where it's supposed oh to go. Oh my gosh, how interesting. If they're not good, then it's kind of like, 
I think this is it. Yeah. So it's there's not a, like you know insert needle here. There's nothing like that. So they have to kind of just like feel where it goes. Wow. So if you had a kid already and you felt nothing, call your anesthesiologist and say thank you. You're an artist. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you got. So when you have an epidural, is it a drip that's connected to a needle? Like, what is the drip? Or like, how does the turning up? I'm assuming it's a drip. That might be incorrect, but. How do you turn it up or down? Yeah, it's like a drip. It's a catheter that they place in your back. So the needle they put in is hollow. And then they put a catheter, which is like a plastic tube, into that hole, into the right spot. And they tape it down really well. And it just stays in your back while you're giving birth. And it's connected to like an IV drip kind of thing. Is there any potential that it will the needle will break? Because you're, like, on your back and stuff. The needle doesn't stay in. Oh, okay. It's just the catheter that's in. So it's not like something's poking Oh, I see what it is. Okay. Got it. (laughs) I don't don't know. That's how I felt. But some people are like, yep. Uh I think 70% of people. Yeah, 70%. So. Okay. So you can have a tiny, like, if you're just like, I just want a little bit in my epidural. You can have that? Or will they, are they like, what's You can. Does the amount of medication put in decrease the amount of time afterwards? Because my thing that gives me the heebie-jeebies is the thought that I can't feel my legs for after I give birth. Gotcha. So if I said, just put me on a half dose, baby, would that make me feel my legs sooner? Potentially. It takes like a couple hours for the effects of an epidural to wear off once they turn off the medication. What is the medication? It's like narcotics. Okay. So just, just like a they, cocktail? Of- yeah, sometimes they use different stuff, so you'd have to ask your anesthesiologist. Okay. Um, but I don't love that idea of doing like a half dose just because <laughs> it messes with your hormones. And so once you kind of put medication into your body, your birthing hormones, your endorphins, all of those things that are helping you deal with pain and manage that pain, they mm. kind of go to the wayside and then you're stuck with just feeling it. Okay. So it's kind of like go all big or, or go home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, you can always try that and they can always turn it up if you need to. Mm-hmm. And it takes about, you know, 10 to 20 minutes to start feeling the effects. So it's, if it's too much or if you're really uncomfortable, you can always turn it up. Okay. And then there are a bunch of other options that you can try. So you can have just like either an injection or like a pill of pain meds. Um, that gets a little bit interesting because if you take the, the pain meds too soon before birth, they can have an effect on your baby's breathing abilities. So they'll need to be monitored really well if that happens. Um, you can also have... Uh, Wait, question. So is the pain shot, like the pain meds, just, is that kind of doing the same thing as a little bit of epidural? Like would it just decrease it just enough to where your body is not fighting the pain for you? It just takes the edge off or it makes you feel sleepy so you can't say it hurts. (laughs) (laughs) It just depends on how your body reacts to the narcotics. Okay. And is this something that's like, I'm not pregnant right now. Should I like be testing narcotics and seeing like which one works for me? (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to recommend that. Obviously, this is a crazy, like, that's not the question. But like, (laughs) (laughs) like if I say like, I I haven't been on any narcotics because luckily I haven't had like any huge pain issues or anything. But for people who have in the past, like, are you like, this is the narcotic that works well for my body in the past? Would that also be something you talk to your doctor about and say, like, these are the things that work for me? Sure, you could do that. Is it the same? Some things are not safe during pregnancy or, you know, there's different things like that. So um, but yeah, talk to your doctor definitely if you know of one that definitely does work and be like, okay. is this an option during labor? Okay. Or would it be in this, a situation where like that's in a drug class of something where it's like, we can't do that one, but this one's similar and might yeah, have maybe. the same. Okay, cool. Yeah. Talk to your, your doctor, your anesthesiologist, 
and come up with a plan for that. The anesthesiologist will just be at the hospital. You won't be able to, like, schedule the anesthesiologist to come unless it's a scheduled C-section. Okay. Mine would be like, hey, I take Advil liquid gels, so (laughs) (laughs) it never works with that. (laughs) They're like, cool, here's some Advil. (laughs) That was easy. I'm going on break. (laughs) Yeah. And then you can have gas. Some hospitals offer gas. Some do not, if that's an option you want. And that would be the um, only option if you're at a birthing center, that's correct? Right. Okay. Yeah. Medical Mid- wise. Yeah. Midwives um, sometimes do offer the gas. What is gas? Is it like Nitrous dental acid. laughing gas? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it doesn't take away all the pain. The only thing that's going to take away all the pain potentially is an epidural. All of the other options kind of take the edge off and you know, try to get you over the hump, but, but not take away all of it. Okay. Is the laughing gas what you get when you get your wisdom teeth out? No, you're out for that. I don't know. I'm not a dentist. (laughs) You know, all those hilarious videos of people after No, no, no. It's not like that. No, no, no. The gas comes out of your system very quickly. So it's actually considered really safe for giving birth because it doesn't affect your baby for very long because it leaves the system so quickly once it's done being administered okay so that you would get a couple times throughout your labor process yeah however you want it yeah okay or not you know it's up to you you may be you may be planning on getting pain meds and you're in it and you're like you know what I think I can handle this and you might not want any or you might be planning on not getting pain meds and you're like, you know what? This is worse than I ever imagined. <laughs> and you get pain meds. Yeah. Okay. And then for the things that are medical, which ones and how do they affect baby? So they all affect baby except for the gas. Okay. In what way? They're a little sleepier. Uh, they have, you know, tougher times breathing sometimes. Um, that's That's mostly it. Okay. And that's just like a short-term thing? Yeah, usually, yeah. Okay. They are considered safe for use. They've mm-hmm. been used for a long time, and a lot of people use it. So it is safe. It does have an effect on um, breastfeeding just because, like I said, they are a little sleepier, and they don't. you have a higher chance of uh, successful breastfeeding if you start really early, like when you're first, the baby's first born, as soon as you can after birth. Um, so if your baby's really tired or, or sleepy or I don't want to say lazy because babies aren't really <laughs> lazy, but but that can have an effect on your breastfeeding. But I mean, look at how many people have it. So it's definitely yeah. work, workable. You can work around it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you were to, if so like if I was like, okay, I want some pet pain meds, but I really want to make sure I'm successful as possible nursing. Gas might be an option. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like I said, it doesn't take away all the pain. It's more, the gas is more of like a soothing, like uh, emotional thing. Okay. I have a question. So we have, I guess that's all I have in these conversations. Um, <laughs> we, so like, you know, when your body is like in survival mode and you're like, I got this and you just go into beast mode because something's mm-hmm. so hard or something's so scary. Do these measures that don't take away all of the pain inhibit your body in any way to get to that point? Pain meds do mess with the sensations you're feeling in your body. They mess with your hormones and things like that. But mentally, You're in charge of how you feel, how you react, how you respond to all of these stimuli, and you're in charge of how you behave during labor. You can choose to be in beast mode or not. That's up to you. And you can always try it. You can always get the epidural at almost any time during labor, and you can always have them turn it off if you're not feeling it. So you can just see how you're feeling in the moment and make a choice as you see fit. Yeah. But if you do have the epidural turned off... You would still have it in your system for a couple hours, correct? Yes. Okay. And if you are thinking about nursing and you have an epidural and you're a little bit worried about starting, being able to start as early as possible, would a good option be to 
have your contractions with the epidural and then turn it down for delivery? Yeah, that's a great option. Okay. Because then you'd also be able to feel the urges to push potentially. Mm-hmm. Oof. What? The vagina stretching thing is like a big one in my fear bank. Yeah, what's making you fearful about it? Just, um, the, just the way it looks when you, it comes to when a whole big head comes out of a small vagina and the skin and then the ripping and then when you have to <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to pee after with like your bottle of water and it's just yeah. like cuts and just all the things. <laughs> I know. It's really hard. It's really, really hard to have a baby. But I will say, okay, I'm going to give you this hot tip. Don't watch videos of people giving birth before giving birth if you've never seen it before in real life but I have I've seen your birth I know but I'm saying for people who have never seen one (laughs) don't go and be like I wonder what it looks like just don't watch it And I the only that, area Ashley thinks ignorance is bliss within the birth realm. Yes, and this is why I say that. And obviously this is just my personal opinion, but never fails. I have people who, you know, with my dual clients, I have people who are like, oh, I do not want to see it. No, that's disgusting. I don't want to see it. But when it starts happening, it's just a different feeling. And nine times out of ten, they look. And they're excited. Oh, of themselves, like of their baby? Of, the, of their baby coming out or the partner looks or, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a different thing. It is wild. It. it is. Well, that's the thing that's so crazy thinking about it. And I try to put it in perspective when I do freak out when I think about it. But when I was in the room, nothing was gross. Everything was magical. Right. It was like the most amazing thing ever. And thinking back on it, I'm like... <laughs> scary <laughs> but when you're in the room you're like yay this it's is so this. exciting it's so exciting mm. that moment when you start to see the head and like it's just such an incredible experience and it's different when it's yours and you get to almost meet your baby then when you're or just when it's not yours and you've been following your sister around because you know there's a baby in there that you want to be best friends with and then you get to yeah. see it it's so different than seeing a stranger on the internet giving birth. Like, mm-hmm. it looks gross. It looks scary. And you have no emotional connection to that person other than the fear of what's going on with their body. And so it just sets you up for fear. Mm-hmm. But, like, once you're in it, I promise you, it's so much better than watching it online. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. The, like, emotional connection. Because it's, like... What we were talking about earlier. It's like, yeah, it hurts really bad. But at the end, you have your baby outside Mm -hmm. your body. So, yeah. Okay. And, I mean, it doesn't look great. I'm not going to lie. But then your baby's there and your baby looks amazing. So cute. All right. I'm not afraid at all. Just kidding. (laughs) It's different when you're in it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, you do go into beast mode sometimes. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be that person beast moding, I think. Yeah, you will. That's your personality. Because <laughs> you don't change your personality when you're giving yeah. birth. Like if you're somebody who like likes to get in and get it done and like, you know, nose to the grindstone, that type of person, then you're gonna be that way during your labor. Mm-hmm. If you're the kind that's, you know, very timid and and meek and you're afraid and you're gonna probably be that way during labor. Like there are things you can do to to change your behavior but like your personality is going to be the same you're not going to all of a sudden turn into this like screaming cussing person just because you're going into labor like that's not how it works Mm -hmm. I cuss a lot so I guess I'll cuss a lot in labor yeah (laughs) seriously if you're a cusser then you're gonna cuss if you're a person that never cusses ever you might cuss a little bit, but it's not going to be like, you mother, blah, 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 blah. You're, like, you're not going to be like that. Yeah. Natasha, do you have any other questions? Mm, okay, let's think. We went through where the pain hits when, what things you can do, how it affects baby, how it affects you. Actually, maybe we didn't talk enough about how it affects you so laughing ass wears off super easy 
epidurals. Other than my fear of not feeling legs, any other things that are a little bit long-lasting? Yeah, so you could get um, headaches are pretty common. Um, trouble peeing is common. Um, Why? Well, because you're kind of numb and it like just messes with stuff down there. So it would be like, do you get a catheter afterward? So when you're pushing, they take the catheter out and they don't put one back in. Okay. Unless you need it. So the trouble peeing would be you don't know the urge to pee and you could pee the bed or it's hard to pee. Either way. Okay. There are some other other side effects. Um, some of them are a little bit scary. Like if they put it in wrong, you could have some paralyzation for a little while, but that's pretty rare. Um, those are the most common ones, I think. Okay. That I can think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, wow, I'm not afraid at all. Just kidding. But I did learn a lot, so thanks. Okay, we're going to work on um, getting rid of that fear, too. Okay. So we're going to talk about I that in another episode. I am woman. Hear me roar. <laughs> I think, I mean, it's hard because I'm not pregnant, so... I mean, it's not hard. I'm not pregnant. So I think none of the fear is excitement yet. Yeah. And so hopefully when I do have a baby, it's like, okay. It's like kind of the equivalent that you were saying of like watching a video. Like I'm just literally thinking about everything that I could possibly be worried about and learning about it. Yeah. I mean, I think pain once you're pregnant, though, becomes a lot more real of an issue because you're going to have to go through it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way out. You are going to feel that. So might feel differently once you're pregnant oh okay so that getting over the fear thing that you just said (laughs) well in order to get over fear we have to be realistic about expectations Mm -hmm. so we have to prepare our minds for what's going to happen we have to expect what's going to happen because surprises just increase fear yeah so we need to accept what the reality is and move through it Ooh, I do have another question. What? So do your contractions vary in pain based on the positioning of the baby at all? Like if he's in a weird position? Okay. Yes. So if you're having super, super painful ones and your contractions are irregular or, you know, they're like never ending, it could be that you're in transition, which is that last little intense part before you start pushing. Or it could be the baby's in a difficult position, and if you change positions, sometimes that helps it feel less intense. Okay. So if I'm having a terrible contraction, move around. Yeah, moving moving is great during labor all the time. Move, move, move. As much as you feel comfortable doing. Cool. And sometimes you won't feel comfortable doing it, but do it anyway. Because it does help get baby down and out. Okay. Usually if you have back labor, um, that's a good indication that baby is in a difficult position. Back labor just means you're feeling the pain mostly in your your back. back. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where should you be feeling it? In the front lower area is, is best. That means your cervix is opening. That means there's pressure hitting your cervix. Because we want baby's head to be on your cervix, which doesn't feel great. It feels more uncomfortable to do that. So we have a tendency to kind of squeeze up and like pick that pain up. But we want to relax down into that feeling. So that way baby's head is on our cervix, moving it open. Because the faster we can open, the faster we can get baby out. And the faster we can stop feeling that pain. Is where the cervix is, do you feel that? Like when the head will be on your cervix, you're like, that's it. Or is it something that... It will feel worse. (laughs) (laughs) But like, okay, so the difference between a bad contraction and a contraction that feels worse because baby's head is at the cervix, I will kind of know. Or is it, can you like... Potentially. Can you describe like where it's at on the outside of your body? Like, is it... Sometimes, yeah. Is it like where your hip bone or is it different for everyone? Like, is it like the, like, okay, if you feel the contraction between your hip bones under your belly button, like, that's, like, the good spot. Like, is there a spot that's specific like that or no? Yeah, so you'll be able to feel sometimes when your cervix is doing something. 
because like I said, it might feel like a burning feeling when it's opening. It'll be, yeah, down low, like in between your hip bones right there. You know, you'll feel that feeling there. Okay. That means some stuff is going on right there. If you feel like a sharp pain or anything like that, sometimes that's just baby doing something weird. Or if that sharp pain doesn't go away, tell somebody because sometimes that can be a problem. Um, usually it's more of just like an aching kind of pain. Okay. Your face when you said that. You guys can't see it, but it, it was like, oh no. Oh. <laughs> aching. <laughs> I mean, I just like being realistic because I, I don't like it, yeah. people to have to be surprised at how much it it hurts. Mm-hmm. That's not doing a service to anybody. Yeah. All right. And I'd almost like to make you feel like it's going to hurt even more and then be like, oh, that's OK. Well, you can't tell people your secrets. <laughs> that's like once I told people I wear red lipstick when I'm tired. And then anytime I had red lipstick on, everybody was like, oh, are you tired? Yeah. I'm like, I guess I have to change my lipstick game. Uh-huh. I'm going to delete that out. The same <laughs> that I tell people that it hurts more than it does. I'm going to just leave that in my little secret. <laughs> OK, what else? That's it. Wow. There's nowhere else pain can happen. Wait, I have one. (laughs) (laughs) What if, how does eating food affect contractions? Like, because you're like, you're full, things are going on, you already have diarrhea feeling. Like, does eating feel weird? Um, It doesn't feel weird if you're hungry, but it is very common to be nauseous during labor. So you might throw up, you might not feel like eating at all. But it's really important to keep your blood sugar up. So even drinking juice or anything that you can try to keep down that's going to help give you a little bit of energy is really, really good. And it actually helps contractions to hurt less when you are, you know, fed, hydrated, all of those things, rested. Um, You're able to deal with the pain a lot more. Okay. All right, Tosh, you got anything else? No way. (laughs) Great. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to see you next Wednesday. Thank you. And if I'm missing any of your questions, let us know. Please let us know. Uh, You can ask us on Instagram at supported underscore season. That was hard for me to say. (laughs) And we'd love to hear your questions and answer them here on the podcast. You can also contact us through the website, supportedseason.com. Can't wait to hear your questions. See you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye.